welcome to Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters' unfairly labeled villains and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Mustafa. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? Good, good. And Daniel, how are things? Hey, hey, good to be here. Mustafa, I have a question for you. Ask away. What's on your mind tonight? Tonight, Daniel, I'm thinking, if only it were all so simple. If only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and just destroy them. But, Daniel, the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart. Wow. Yeah, these are good. Yeah, that's uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, uh, Gulag Archipelago, a great book. Man, we're getting like literary now? Yeah. Uh, just for this little segment, we can go back to being infantile for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. Well, tonight is a, a special night because it is our very first Shadow of the past issue. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay. Isn't that cool? So this is the the Shadow Past is where we look at a Nemesis card and the set that accompanies it for each of our I guess they're called heroes. Vigilantes. So, like, yeah, the, the vigilantes. Yeah, absolutely. So we asked the community to vote on which nemesis they'd like to see, you know, explore and talk about most. And who should win that vote but Miss Marvel's nemesis. Thomas Edison. By a pretty good margin, too. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good margin. So, that was uh, pretty surprising. Yeah. So, from lowest to highest, it's uh, Vulture and Killmonger, and then Jan Rog, and then Whiplash and Titania, and Baron Zemo, and then Thomas Edison. But Baron Zemo, clear second. Yeah. Thomas Edison had, what, 30% of the vote, and uh, Zemo, 26%. And I guess nobody's interested in the Vulture. He must feel pretty bad about that if yeah. he were real. <laughs> he is real. And now he feels real bad. Yeah. So origin stories on uh, Miss Marvel then, right, Steve? No, not on this show. She's a hero. <laughs> Go read the comics <laughs> if you want to know about her. We're talking about Thomas Edison. That's right. Yeah, we are. We might mention her a little bit as she interacts with Thomas Edison. So maybe. I get, I yeah, mean, maybe. I don't feel any particular pressure about it. No, just, yeah. you know, she gets in the way. Yeah, I don't see how we don't mention a, uh, you know, uh, a vermin who is always <laughs> meddling. Right on. Well, tell us about it, Steve. Okay, so Thomas Edison, or sometimes called the Inventor, is actually a clone made by a character no named Gregory Knox. So what I did for research is I read Volume 1 and 2 of Miss Marvel. Great reads. Go read them. We know nothing about this character, Gregory Knox. He's... I couldn't find anything about him. He's barely shown up in the, the comics, and he's really not in any of the wikis or anything. So he's some mysterious figure who, for whatever reason, decides he needs a clone of the Thomas Edison, right? Like the historical figure. Thomas Edison? Right. The historical figure, Thomas Edison. Fantastic. Does the, does the comic tell us how this Knox person obtains uh, DNA from the Thomas Edison? Nope. We don't know about that. That should be an interesting story. It could be. What we do know, however, is his pet cockatiel's DNA contaminates the experiment. So we have Thomas Edison, who's a bird, but not a bird, which is why 
he looks like what he looks like on the card. So it's okay. it's a Thomas Edison cockatiel mix. Yeah, it's kind of strange. It's like a genius bird. Genius bird, yeah. Yeah. Miss Marvel, <laughs> she's she's doing her thing. Uh, she runs a foul of um a foul. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, she runs afoul of his schemes trying to help Vic Corelli, who is Bruno Corelli's less talented brother. And we have Bruno as a card, we, but we don't have Vic. So while she's out trying to save Vic, she finds a stash house and discovers the inventor. This guy goes by the name the inventor, but it's th- this Thomas Edison. So she tries to save Vic, and there's a fight scene, and she's fighting these little robots and things. Edison now finds out about her. So they, they now know each other exists. And she ends up throughout the, the books fighting Edison's traps. He sends these like robots to test her. And he's trying to discover her powers and different abilities that she has. And during all of this, at one point, she's down in the sewers of Jersey City. And she runs into Wolverine, who we all know. And he's on like a similar mission. They team up. They battle some alligators. They that have like laser beams on their head, like real Doctor uh, Doctor Evil kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you know, this is kind of surreal. It's really weird. Yeah. And then they battle it a is. yeah they they the two of them battle a mega alligator that's just humongous. I I suspect that the author might have been smoking something while watching um, you know Austin Powers or something. Yeah, it's maybe maybe. Um, so the two of them eventually like, they they escape. He's there looking for a missing uh, mutant, but they end up getting out. And then what they've discovered is at a certain point, um, they find this Julie Harrison, who's the mutant who's escaped from Jean Grey's school. But they discover that the Thomas Edison is using people as power sources. Uh, and they also watch The Matrix then. Yes, they're, they were definitely watching yeah. The Matrix. These people batteries are kind of like so they're power sources that are generating energy but they're like runaways and loners and kids that are kind of cast-offs and is that why he's interested in miss marvel well he's interested in miss marvel because she sort of stumbles on his plans and starts to thwart him she breaks up his house she tries to get some of these people out of there so that you know she's trying to do good and he's trying to do what he's doing yeah (laughs) during it all uh, Wolverine ends up telling Captain America and Medusa all about Miss Marvel, and they send Lockjaw to help her, who we have as a card as well. Um, Wait, which, they send a dog? They send an inhuman teleporting dog to assist her. Yes. <laughs> That's the best they can do. Yeah. Well, well he comes from the, he comes from the discard pile. Yeah, he, ah, he teleports out of the discard it. pile. In the in the books, he's pretty critical to her success. She'd be like, "We need to go here." Poof, they teleport there. We need to go here. Poof, they teleport there. So, oh, wow. yeah, um, uh, and they're kind of keeping an eye on her as well. But she ends up tracking Thomas Edison to this power plant in Bayonne um, where she battles one of his robots. Uh, it, it's a big robot this time. That She's fought some small ones. She's fought some big ones. The whole time she's kind of learning her abilities because this is all in, like, the first volume. Um, she keeps finding more and more kids as these power sources for the robots. Which takes us into this whole like generation Y, and that that is referenced in the game, right? Generation yep. Y. Yeah, there's a side scheme about it we can talk about, but it's also kind of like right. Generation X, Generation Y, Millennials, that whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a pun there. Mm-hmm. The kids yeah. themselves are volunteering to become the batteries. Mm. 
So they think they're doing something good because if Thomas Edison can harness their their powers to power the planet, there's no more war for oil. There's no more fossil fuels. The planet gets saved. Oh, and this is something Thomas Edison has told them is going to happen? Yeah, and that's kind of what he's doing, right? So he's trying to benefit the planet. Of Uh, course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. He's convinced them, or he he plays on the idea that that this generation is just a bunch of parasites. Um, They're not doing anything good for the planet. You know, they're a nuisance. They're not worth educating or protecting. You know, they're leeches, they're brats, this this kind of thing. So he plays off of that. I like this guy even more. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what every older generation thinks about every younger generation? Not just (laughs) this particular one? Right. I mean, darn millennials. Birdman has like 100 years on these kids, right? Like. They're really waste of space. Yeah. 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 By the time he was their age, he probably had invented 57 things already. Yeah. And what did these kids invent? Sitting around and the dab. Right. Yeah. The dab. And TikTok videos. And yeah. He's right. This is. Okay. We just lost all right. our young listeners, all, all one of them, I think. Mm. Well, it turns out that Miss Marvel doesn't agree with him. She. What? Right, right. Of course she does. Because well, she's, she's 16, she right? She so she's yeah. she is one of this generation. She has no perspective. Yeah. Uh, and Thomas Edison decides that her powers are going to make a great battery. So he wants to capture her, turn her into a super battery. But her and uh, her and Lockjaw, they find his secret lair. He defends it with a giant, giant, giant robot, which we have as a card as well. Okay. There's a battle there. She's convinced some of the kids to help her. So it's her and all her friends they start to free the other kids out of the grid which is um like kind of the matrix it's a whole lot of people plugged in that's industrial sabotage right there Pro- property <laughs> destruction her best friends plugged in so she feels she needs to save her that kind of thing okay. that kid volunteered to be plugged in who is she to make any decisions for her is she like the nanny state or something <laughs> These heroes, what do they know? Yeah, nothing. They're short-sighted, that's all. So during the battle, some of the kids call the cops, and they're fighting. The cops show up. Thomas Edison is up on top of the destroyed robot, and he's monologuing, and they're all talking. And then the robot finally explodes, and he dies. So by the end of Volume 1, he's gone already. He, Thomas Edison. He, Thomas Edison, is destroyed. I bet that was just a clever way to make them think he's dead while he actually teleports away or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So they believe that he's the inventor, but really he's not the inventor. They've used this term interchangeably with Thomas Edison a few times, but they arrest this Gregory Knox, who gives you the whole like, haha, they think he's the inventor, but he's not really. The inventor lives on. So we don't know if this mastermind, the inventor, is Gregory or somebody that Gregory's working for. We find out at the end it's not really Thomas Edison. So they've wow. they've left a lot of uh, open... I like that. Yeah, open options. He doesn't come back in volume two, so maybe he's in another volume. I have I haven't seen it yet. So So I've learned from this that Miss Marvel is responsible for uh climate change. <laughs> and and Edison's trying to do a good thing. Yeah. I mean also, Steve, you had put in the show notes a uh panel or two from the comic, it looks like. Yep. And I absolutely love <laughs> the quote from Thomas Edison here, and like as a high school teacher, oh my God, does this resonate? Can I read what he says? Yeah, I read it. Okay. Okay. Now, I of course am happy in my job, and I think children are wonderful. But here's what Thomas Edison says. In case, in case the school starts to the, it starts right. the firing process, right? Okay. Right. All right. This is I'm merely quoting art. Okay. The young are seen as a political burden, a public nuisance. They are not considered worth educating or protecting. 
They are called parasites, leeches, brats, spawn. If you use these words to describe any minority but children, it would quite understandably be considered hate speech. We are simply taking this loathing to its logical conclusion. Perfect. Now, yeah. I mean, I could I could wax on for hours about the ethics of that quote, but it is deeply philosophical and very interesting and in why I think comic books have a lot to offer. Yeah, it's not just black and white, right? No, not at all. Yeah. And like he's saying the young are seen as, not even that he sees them that way necessarily, right? Though he's playing on the insecurities of these particular kids. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I just think it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. <laughs> you guys now made me want to read this thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. If you have Amazon Kindle Unlimited, volumes 1, 2, and 5 are free. 1, Amazon. 2, and 5. Yeah, so I've read 1, 2, and 5. <laughs> they want you to buy 3 and 4 at least. <laughs> I guess, yeah. They know, they know how to do it. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at this Nemesis set. Moose, what's the obligation? Well, obligation is Home by Dawn. Um, it appears that Miss Marvel is creeping back. Uh, I- I'm guessing uh, her actual... Her, her actual obligation is not to be home by dawn, but sometime earlier. <laughs> um, and she seems uh, she seems a little scared on the art because there's her mom in the background. And, um, uh, she's is she like so scared she's thrown her shoes out. Yeah. Her yes. Yeah, yes. She's trying I, to creep in without making. She's in her sock feet, right? So. Yes. As, what we'll notice on this, in the we talked about this off air last time, but in yeah. the bottom left corner, there's no illustrator credit which typically means that art is right out of the comic and i can confirm this panel is right out of one of the books Mm -hmm. that is her that's her mother but at this point it's interesting at this point in the art her mom knows she's miss marvel and her mom is scolding her for being out a little too late still gonna do your superhero stuff do it early that's right there's still curfew all right um uh, so this is a typical obligation um i think all of them say the same thing. You may flip the alter ego and then you choose. Note that you don't have to. You could either exhaust uh, your alter ego uh, and then the obligation goes away or you can choose to discard a persona support that you control. If no support was discarded this way, um, the card gains surge and then it's discarded uh, to the discard pile instead of being removed from the game and it has two boosts. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first obligation we're looking at, right? So maybe we can say a couple things about obligations in general. Is, is, am yeah. I right? This is the first obligation? Yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. So I, I, I find that this one, like all others, doesn't really give you a choice because 99% of the time you'll pick the first bullet, not the second bullet. If only to get this thing out of the out of the game. Uh, it doesn't seem like the penalties um, in right. the second bullet are light enough or the penalty in the first bullet is heavy enough, i.e. exhaustion. And I think they all say exhaust. Yep. Um, that I... that there's yeah, that there's a difference. And the difference is it either get, exits the game or comes back to haunt you. Right. So you'll pick the option that'll make it go away. I guess a couple of things in this case. Um, Kamala Khan and Miss Marvel, like, it's bad for her to be exhausted, right? Like, her whole thing requires that she be ready. Right. True. Now, and, but I agree with you, Mustafa. I would almost always choose the first ball every time I see these things. However, if I had no persona supports out, I would just let the surge and discard it. I wouldn't. Really? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Um, because I'm not actually losing anything, and I'm just getting a card that I was expecting to get anyhow. Yeah, but you get to see this again. Anyway, right. uh, maybe this point, is the... I, yeah. You know, like, why take the tempo hit if you're a hero? Yeah. 
you know, if you don't really have, you're not actually losing anything. You're, you're right. I think this might be the mildest uh, penalty for the, for the bottom bullet here. And that's, without giving anything away, I believe the others are uh, can be pretty They're serious. tough. They're, they're yeah. tough. Yeah, and if you get this at the right time as Miss Marvel, and you discard a Bruno or something, and you have a mirror, and you can just put Bruno back into your deck, it's not the worst, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, the the one that the the one this also c contains the one kind of good thing about this card from our perspective is that if the hero has foolishly already exhausted themselves then this hits hard right because they have to pick the second bullet um and that you know that, that and that's and that's true i think globally of all the obligations yes. right like yes yep. exactly if, if yep. you're busy being heroic and actually defending stuff you can get hit by these obligations pretty hard um so there you go heroes don't defend <laughs> yeah it's not worth take it. it like a hero yeah take the hit well should we move on to the actual nemesis set yeah, yeah let's Steve, do why it. don't you all do right. the why don't you do the the persona non grata here all right it's only right I'll do Thomas Edison. He's a unique minion with a three scheme, one attack, three health. The traits bird and genius. Thomas <laughs> Thomas Edison cannot take damage while you are engaged with another minion. And he has two boost icons. I really want to see cards in the game that key off of bird. <laughs> right. I, 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 awesome. I have a feeling you're not going to see it. Um, this seems like a pretty weak. Weak, yes. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. he's kind yeah, of like super schemer, but like it's kind of like a reverse guard, right? Like if there's other minions out, you gotta hit him first, and then there's another minion in this set, so right. yeah. And maybe if like you know Miss Marvel's taking on Ultron, this becomes a little trickier to deal with. I wish it said he can't take damage while there are another there are other minions in play. Uh, that that might have been a little too hard, but maybe well, this game needs I mean, that kind of difficulty. His three scheme, I mean, like we've often talked about how some of these big shooter minions, these unique guys, they're dead before they even do their thing, right? That's he's true. got a significant scheme. He's a he's a thinker. Yeah, three's a lot. And I would have liked to see more health. What is this? I mean, three for a genius bird? It does kind of go with the book. I mean, he less like falls into his own robot and gets blown up. He's... <laughs> I don't. I don't. When I think of Thomas Edison, I don't think of a big, strong guy. I mean, no. I don't. He's I, a scientist. Yeah, I never met the guy, yeah. but still, right? So maybe you're right. Maybe it makes thematic sense. But in terms of gameplay, you're right. Yeah. This guy's not going to last. And you know what's interesting? By our critical encounters home rules, he would not even be protected by guard. Right. He's not elite. Correct. He's not yeah. elite. Huh? <sighs> yeah. Well, another disappointing effort by FFG. <laughs> I mean, he is gone by the first run of the comics in the, you know, right. boom. So that's okay. kind of thematic. But disappointing. Yes, All right, still. Daniel, why don't we move right. on to Generation Y? Right. Yeah, it is. Sorry, Thomas. You, you get a low grade over here. All right, so Generation Y is a side scheme. The inventor has convinced the youth of Jersey City that they should serve as human batteries for his experiments. All right. When revealed, discard the top card of each player's deck for each ally and persona support card in play it is a hazard and it comes out with two threat per player and it has three boost icon i love the when revealed effect i think that is beautifully thematic yeah right like the more people you have around you the more potential batteries yep oh that's but pretty good how, but so okay i get the connection but i don't really get the effect so there are more batteries but then i lose cards because why and 
and I'm making a pun here, people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need because, that pun sound effect right Because you have yes. le- there's less people for you to call on for your support because you've. But they're still out there. Uh, and yeah. they're my allies. They're not the misspent youth of um, Jersey City. Anyway, I, I think if you're struggling to explain that connection, there, there is a bit of a misconnection in my view. I, I really like the boost icons, though. I mean, that's the that's the one part of the, the card right. that, that, that I, I, the three boost is, is uh, as good as it gets. Yeah. I mean, forcing you to discard cards gets you closer to a, another encounter card, which is what the side scheme's doing. It's giving you another ha- right hazard. So it's kind of yeah. tying into itself in a way. Right. It, yeah. It's not going to be a lot. but And it's not going to stick around very much. Two, two threats per player isn't that, isn't no, all not. that. No. Yeah. Um, but it comes, I mean, it starts out, right? So when it's, Shadows of the Past gets drawn, and of course, yeah. you cannot cancel Shadow of the Past, you know. If you're playing um, with the rules that you should be playing with, right. that's correct. So it'll it'll trigger, it'll happen. You know? And yeah. then when you get rid of it, we almost want them to get rid of it. So those heroes have a three boost card sure. in the deck. Yeah. These are forever. And uh, yeah. Oh, those are good points. I, like, I actually points. like this card a lot. So. This will hit those leadership decks hard. It'll there. hit leadership and Miss Marvel. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. if you're Miss Marvel and you know this could come up, I guess you probably don't want the leadership aspect. Or is this? Or, well, she's uh, equipped in a this. lot of ways to deal with her discard pile, but yeah, I guess that's what I was going to say. Would this this dissuade you if you were uh, playing Miss Marvel to to make uh, a leadership? Is it is it bad enough that you will say, oh, I don't know about using leadership? I don't no, think so. I don't think so. I, would, yeah. I don't think so at all. Since the villains don't win in this game, I don't know why that would make <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Well, let's right. let's take a look at... Uh, well, that's a big thing. Is that is robot? That, is that my big thing? Yes. That we're talking about now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wait, what? Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Edison's giant robot. And it's not phallic at all. Because it's got a big thing pointing up from the page and then two things on the side of it. All right. People see what they want to see, Moose. Okay, and sometimes a pipe is just a pipe. Um, well, this show, do we have to change our ratings now, Steve? Maybe for this one, just a little. Okay, okay. So this right. is a unique, unique minion. I, question, what's the significance of these guys being unique? I guess... You never know. There can't be another set with Edison's giant robot in it. Um, there might be cards that uh, can't target unique enemies. Hmm. Yep. Maybe. Okay, okay, I, yeah. I get that. But the rule about not having two copies of the unique will never really affect this card because Generally I don't see another Edison's giant robot in another set. Yeah. Um, all right. But it's unique. Well, I uh, guess it's, it's future-proofing some... Some, maybe. And yeah. maybe it's thematic as well. Maybe Edison made one such giant robot. He did, right? Um, yeah, this is the robot in the big final battle scene. There's some other big robots, but this is the giant robot at the end. This is the giant robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's uh, it's stats are non-remarkable except for its hit points. It's a one scheme to attack, but eight hit points. I think that might be the highest I've ever seen on a minion. I haven't. Yeah, Tombstone is a nine. He's big. Yeah. Modok is an eight. Big, right? Yeah, Modok's an eight. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's, right up there. This, this is up there. Yep. Um, it's a robot, um, and it says giant Edison's giant robot cannot take that. Oh. And then as a hero action, heroes can easily bypass this cannot take damage ability by spending a, a mind resource. When they do that until the end of the phase, um, the printed text box 
is treated as if it were blank. And finally, mm. a measly one boost. Mm. Yeah, the hero action is super thematic. She sh- shrinks down, climbs inside it, and figures out how to disable parts of it. Right? So she goes in and uses her... She can't fight it. She's trying to embiggen and bash it and things like that. And none of that's helping her. So she shrinks down. She goes inside. She figures out how to disable it from the inside so that it can then be disabled from the outside. So it's... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the developers just hit it right on with theme. So... My, so I, I, mean, I, I have one quibble with this, and that's yeah. that if we're playing three-player, I can do that hero action, and it blanks this robot for both of your turns as well. Yep. Yep. So all so, we need is one hero one who hero has a, a mind resource that they can spare. Not yeah. not going to be a rare occurrence. It, you should have to exhaust as well, I think, to get in there, right? To figure it out. To, to Or just each yeah. player needs to do it. Right, then you until can deal damage. The you know, until printed text box blank until the end of your turn. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. Maybe. Although, I mean, eight, eight health, it's and it can't take damage. And you can get, I mean, the way the heroes have been building their decks, from what I can tell, it's a lot of energy and a lot of, like, punchy cards. Yeah, physical. It is. Right? It's yeah. not really a science deck yet. No, you have so, some okay. mental for, like, Iron Man so he can go aerial. But other than that, there's no deck that relies on the mental resource. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, a lot of energy, a lot of physical. But, again, if there's three or even more, like four players, somebody's going to have one of these lying around and sure. just going to dump yeah. it. But that's a and card that you... they're not using for what they'd rather use it for, right? Sure. So, sure. Uh... It's, a, it's a pretty low cost, though. And, yeah, and, I, I... and I guess even if they didn't have that one scheme to attack, that's like... That's pretty wimpy. Yeah, so a giant, giant robot, robot should attack higher. Than yeah, that. the attack yeah. should be higher, I think. With with that Since giant thing sticking out. Card? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. And it should probably attack for also 20. lame for twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but four, come on, like four, maybe you know, yeah, three, four, or give him a boost card. You know, make him make him like a villain. Give him a boost yeah. card. I'm with you. Lame FFG, lame. <laughs> should be noted that we love this game, right? We do, we do. That's why we're so critical. Yeah, right. yeah. Because this show is also Critical Encounters. Get it? We, it I didn't until right now. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Harvest. It is a treachery. When revealed, exhaust each persona support in play. For each support exhausted this way, the villain heals one damage. If no persona support was exhausted this way, this card gains surge with two boost icons. So, pop quiz. How many player card personas exist in the game? Okay. Oof. Uh, hard. That's hard. So, Ms. Marvel herself, I think, has four. I imagine Aunt May is a persona. Uh, Pepper Potts? Yes. So, five... Uh, that's six. Well, my math challenge. Oh, no, that is good. Six. That is right. Um, jeez. Who else? Uh, does the does the captain have any? No, he has his I apartment. I think so. He has his apartment. Uh, I think that's it. Okay, so. Right, well, I'm, I'll say seven because I'm sure we're missing someone. Uh, the correct answer is five. Five. Oh. Miss Marvel has three. Amir Khan, oh. Amir Khan, Bruno Corelli, and Nakia Bahadir. And then Spider-Man has Aunt May, and Iron Man has Pepper Potts. Okay. So five total cards in 
all of the game for Harvest to hit, and really for Generation Y to hit as well. So That's what I it. hear you saying is that uh, it's going to surge. It's a surge card. Yeah, except it is in the Miss Marvel set, and Miss Marvel sure. will probably have a couple out. Sure. So She'll, this can't be there if she's not there, right? Right. So yeah. it it should hit for two maybe every time. Yeah. At least so. I, mean, I like that. And and Generation Y also does hit allies, right? It's yeah, it does hit allies as allies. well as personas. Yeah. So. Well, that's an interesting. Okay. So, and all those support more. Persona cards need to be exhausted to work. Yep. I think. They do. So exhausting them actually does something in addition to he- healing the villain a little bit. Right, it's a two hit. Why? He heals. Why just, why just one damage? Why not two? The villains need all the help they can get in this environment. <laughs> yeah. They do. One damage seems very, I mean, it's also unthematic. Why is Thomas Edison spending all this time, energy, and effort if all he does when he harvests is, you know, heal a, a little paper right. cut on his finger? He's not even it's healing not even it. his finger. He doesn't even get to heal it, yeah. Yeah, he's oh, healing it's Claw's not even finger. Yeah. yeah. Right. And why do these batteries heal? Shouldn't they, I feel like they should almost thwart on things or put on threat on things. Put on threat on things, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, because it's part of his scheme, the grid, the heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, that, I that would... seems like a strange. Like it might make the game better, but doesn't seem themey. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think if he draws on the grid during their battle scene to heal himself, but I don't think he does. Hmm. Yeah, the whole point of harvesting these that their energy is used to advance schemes. So easy. Yeah. It's just a floating little ball over they're, the home plate. They're and here to FFG, save the world, right? Whiffs again. <laughs> well, I, you know, for our very first uh, Shadow of the Past issue, I thought this was a great one to start with. I, I like this set a lot. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing the research, reading up on it. How new is Miss Marvel? You guys have an idea? Like, when did she it come seems out? Pretty new. If she's I imagine, a yeah. Pakistani teenager um, in I'm gonna Jersey say like City. 2008 or something like that. That she showed up with Obama. Uh, I I believe I think she's only like six to eight years old, something like that. Mm. The comic is really pretty fresh, so that's awesome. I I think you know kudos to FFG for going to a newer yes a newer hero. Also, as a company, they do an amazing job with diversity. Yeah, this is a great set and a great you know I, I begrudgingly say a solid hero vigilante. I mean yeah. Okay, so, well I guess I should we... tell people how to how to find us in our secret Absolutely. lair. Absolutely. Right. If you want to contact us for any reason, and we love people contacting us, please email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and you can find this podcast on criticalencounters.libsyn.com. Uh, on Discord, uh, we are Vardyan, Big Fomloff, the most pronounceable villain of all, the truth. Daniel, take us out. I'm not a bird!